Welcome to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are glad you're here. The Lord has had us on an incredible journey with our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, that we started in late 2017. We set out on a mission to share stories of life, loss, and redemption through Jesus Christ, to utilize the power of media to educate, motivate, and inspire others, and we're just getting started. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer, and with me today is my other co-host, husband and business partner, Mark. How many co-hosts are there? Well, it depends on the day and which show. Why am I just the other (laughs) co-host? Are you talking about Katie? No, I I think I just like to talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Katie, our other co-host, is in the other room. Right. Our two-year-old. Watching Daniel Tiger. That's right. (laughs) So we got to get this done. Right. So first, to kick things off, um, we just like to go through some current events. And last week, we talked about the kids going back to school. And so far, so good. I mean, there's some... Sure, there's mask mandates going on with the Rona, mm-hmm. but uh, so far, so good. But yesterday, super exciting, especially for those of us like us who are investigative filmmakers, the investigative documentary Plandemic, mm-hmm. the full documentary, came out yesterday and we watched it. We've not watched it once, but we've watched it twice yes. because there is so much Amazing information. There's mm-hmm. a 54 page PDF mm-hmm. with sources and links to everything that was in the film. I mean, it is really incredible the amount of research that went into this to expose the truth. Mm-hmm. And let me just read real quickly um, the summary of it. And it says Plandemic 2 Indoctrination tracks a three decade long money trail that leads directly to the key players behind the COVID 19 pandemic. Plandemic 2 connects the dots between all forms of media, the medical industry, politics, and the financial industry to unmask the major conflicts of interest with the decision makers that are currently managing this crisis. And woe when you see it. Mm -hmm. So your first thoughts. So when I think back to when the first installment of this came out, which was back in May, the director, Mickey Willis... Who I, I have no idea who he is. I, I've only I only know of him from watching the film, um, and have no uh, no motive to you know promote him in any way. I just I, I respect his work. Right. When somebody gives you fifty four pages of information, right. like to do your own homework, right? That's incredible. I mean, we even because we've talked about doing that with Inwood Drive mm-hmm. with all of the information. I mean, we have a huge binder, more than fifty four pages mm-hmm. worth of documentation. It's just incredible, and we're going, hey, this is this is it. Like right. this is how you educate people. Right. So I don't care if I agree with you politically or socially, but if we're on the same side of truth then I will stand with you. Absolutely. And um, when when he released the first f- short film, and it was nothing more than, it was about a half hour interview with Dr. Judy Mikovits, who, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to clarify, is not an anti-vaxxer. No. Okay, she's not anti-vaccine. Uh, she's not a conspiracy theorist. She is someone who helped, she worked for the CDC. She worked with Fauci. Mm-hmm. She develops vaccine therapies. I mean, she is as legit as they come. Yep. And in the most incredible thing is, and I love and I have so much respect for a woman like her 
who has the courage to stand up and say, I'm not going to take a dime mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell the truth. Right. You're not going to cover this up. And right. and praise be to God. I mean, and she's a believer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard several of her of her interviews. She's a believer. I trust the Lord. And I, I'm just like, this. these are the people who who we need to be listening to. Mm-hmm. And when you watch Plandemic, you see the narrative and you see who's pushing the narrative and it is scary. Yeah. So the thing that that really got my attention with this is when it first came out, sure, you see a lot of stuff like this, but then the the swift move to suppress this that came from everywhere in big tech and media. I mean everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Their, their website got shut down. Their I mean, website got shut down. Facebook shut it down. YouTube, YouTube Twitter. Vimeo. Everywhere it was posted, it was shut down, except mm-hmm. for you could still find it on like, I think it was like BitChute or something like that. Oh, yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah. Um, and But other than that, it was like, poof, disappeared as soon as you... And I even tried posting it. You tried posting I, it, yep. and it was immediately removed yep. by Facebook. Yep. I don't care who you are, that should concern you. Yeah. And what we've been trying to tell people with Inwood Drive, just as an example, is you are being lied to. Oh, yeah. And the, the suppression of truth. The truth is being suppressed. Oh, yeah. We have seen it with Inwood Drive, not nearly to the extent that the oh, pandemic no. has. I feel so bad for that. Like, I know what we've encountered just trying to move this film along. And yeah. to have your entire website shut down, I mean, uh. eh, who knows? It might not. It won't be long. If you you can't have a voice in the matter, and we've talked about this, we we fully expect this to happen with us at some point within Wood Drive. Oh yeah, we were shocked and amazed, but only by the grace of God that we have managed to get it this far. Yep. that it's available on Amazon yep. right now. I'm I'm grateful, mm-hmm. and you know we still haven't broken through with DVDs on Amazon, but we're still working on it, right? Yeah. Um, but you know Vimeo on demand it's it's been available there too but vimeo has been part of this too where they have started shutting people down yeah the censorship is yeah. is so real and i yeah. think people don't realize but then when you see especially um we will add links i'm going to add links to the documentary and mm-hmm. also to the 54 page uh, pdf file that they have you guys can download that i'm going to put it on the blog yeah um because you need to see this. Like people need to wake up. We we need to understand that the the suppression and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's not in our best interest. I, I would just ask for 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 people that are listening who are who are doubting, and I'm sure that there are plenty. There are people that they look at these things and they say, "I don't, I don't want, I don't need to hear that. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to." Yeah, that. don't believe me. Do your Fine, homework. Don't believe me, but li- <laughs> but listen to this. Answer this one question for me. If it's a bunch of quackery, why is every single tech platform and media outlet going so far out of their way to shut these people down what are and they to afraid slander of? them? What are they so afraid yep. of? There are crazy people with conspiracy theories all over the place. And oh. trust us, we have dealt with them. I've got stories that I could tell for hours about nut jobs that we've dealt with. Hey, you're starting to sound like one. I don't know. <laughs> but when when this stuff just gets summarily shut down, even yesterday when we were watching, so we watched the full-length yep. film called Plandemic Indoctrination, uh-huh. and it's on... For, is it freedomplatform.tv? Yes. It's, so if, if you go to London Rail, uh-huh. L-O-N-D-O-N-R-E-A-L dot TV, 
there you can watch it because they were shutting down. If you if I tried to share the freedomplatform.tv, you can't share that on Facebook because it gets rejected. It's you, censored. You can't even instantly. share it in a private message nope, on Facebook. not even in a private message. So what does that tell you? As soon as you put that link in, you're trying to send a, quote, private message. And uh -huh. what happens? It immediately gets rejected. Yep. Guess what's not private? Your messages. Right. I mean, when are we going to wake up to this? And and this is the thing that never ceases to amaze me. You can you can tell people this till you're blue in the face. Uh huh. It doesn't. We're, I mean, you know, we're we're everyone is so busy and consumed with their own lives. It's mm -hmm. really hard for people, and that's what I loved most about pandemic because. He takes all of the facts, gives you all of the information. It's all right there. If I want to do my own research, I can. Mm -hmm. The facts are presented clearly. Yeah. And so he sums it up. What is it? An hour and a half? I didn't it's even look. It's about 75 minutes. 75 yeah. minutes. He sums it up in 75 minutes. A phenomenal, fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Job well done. I mean, bravo. I give it a 15 out of 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I am so proud of what they've done, like, and I just say thank you, and it's yeah. all free. You can watch it for free. Yeah, and that's a that's the thing. I know I have to add this to when it first came, when the first one came out, mm -hmm. and jumping on the smear bandwagon, I saw Christian media outlets. There was one guy in particular, a podcaster, and I don't remember his name, and it's good because I would call him out. <laughs> yeah. All right, but he was a Christian podcaster, and he spent. 20 minutes on his podcast talking about this controversial film pandemic. But you know what he really was talking about? He spent 20 minutes slamming. Oh, the guy's faith. Slamming the guy, Mickey Willis, the yeah, director. I remember that. Because he's not a Christian. I don't know what he's into. He's some kind Listen, of we weird. Don't have to, uh, he's, you know. he's not selling us his religious beliefs right i don't i don't check your passport at the door like i don't <laughs> i don't want to say i don't care of course i i care but I, i'm not taking uh spiritual wisdom Advice. from you right do you know are you telling the, the in the context of the of the film the story that you're telling are you credible and the, this Christian outlet, and there were several of them that they they jumped on the bandwagon. Well, well, let's smear him because he's weird and he yeah. doesn't believe like we believe. I've seen him do it to people like Glenn Beck. Uh -huh. I, the the list goes on. Yeah. So anyway, so I highly recommend watching it. We'll leave links on the blog. You mm -hmm. can visit that at fearlessfeatures.org forward slash blog. It'll be on there um, for chapter ten that we're on today. But we also, <laughs> as you rifle through the pages. Do you hear this? It was so exciting. On Friday of last week, we got our first shipment of the publication of Inwood Drive, the book. Yes. Soft cover edition, Inwood Drive. First uh, edition. First edition. The rest of the story. It is very exciting. So it's like it's like what we were just talking about with Plandemic, the 54-page um links to everything mm -hmm. you know this book is like the companion book this, this is the footnotes to <laughs> this, the film it is it, it's, it's all it's, the information it's an entire book of that's it, what it says on the back and would drive the rest of the story this right. is everything else that you couldn't fit in um and it's funny because we talked about we thought about doing that with with inwood drive well here it is yeah 
Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, and, and there's still more because, I mean, there are so many documentations yeah. and, and things that people want to look at and research and, and know how to do. I mean, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When we have those available, they'll definitely go on the website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So it's exciting to already have the, the hard copies the of the book. And Today we're at chapter 10. Chapter 10. The 43 Drafts. The 43 drafts. So why don't you start us off and tell oh. us about the 43 drafts. So last week we talked about Jeff Cly and how uh, Dr. Cly got involved in this because he saw what I call surviving victims right. of the abortionists, mm-hmm. the abortionist in particular, Dr. George Klopfer. The surviving victims were the women coming in that had serious, serious complications, serious injuries, um, all kinds of problems that should never be allowed to happen. And uh, Jeff got rightly annoyed with this and wanted something to be done about it. And so he's the one that really started this ball rolling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just him, but he was kind of the the catalyst to get it going because there were so many other people who had already started to put the structure in place to make this mechanism work. Mm -hmm. And one of them is uh, Kathy Humbarger, who we've talked about many times through this, and we're going to talk specifically about about her next week. week. Uh, But the other one in this was Allen County Commissioner Nelson Peters. Now, you got to remember that they had tried to pass this legislation requiring abortionists to have admitting privileges at hospitals. They tried to pass this at the state level. This is the same thing that happened in Texas. This is the same thing that happened in Louisiana that was struck down both times by the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. In Indiana, the approach was slightly different, and so far it has stood, and that is that they have to have admitting privileges or or mm-hmm. a backup physician, a relationship with a backup physician who does, who's in that county or a contiguous county. Right. The reason why we have that in Indiana is because it started in Fort Wayne and in Allen County and it was and it came about through the efforts of Commissioner Nelson Peters. Mm-hmm. Um so Nelson is quite an interesting guy. What were your first impressions? Anything that you took away from when we sat down and talked with Nelson? I, you know, he was he was just so humble and so honest mm-hmm. and, and so very straightforward and always wanting to do the right thing. Right. The betterment of people and the betterment of community and the betterment of living. Mm-hmm. It was, I thought it was whenever, because we interview a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our corporate world work we obviously interview a lot of people and you can just tell after a while yeah you can read the room very quickly and you can tell kind of how people are Mm -hmm. whether they're legitimately serious about what kind of image they're portraying or if they're just you know lying to you and george perfect example i mean if we would just want to compare and contrast i mean you got an abortionist who, I mean, just... Can't keep his story straight. And yeah, just... Nelson is just one of those people that he's just so... 
transparent. Yeah, he's that's a great word for it. There is nothing about him that requires any explanation. <laughs> right. In fact, I remember when we s- sat down and and I wasn't even really ready to go yet, and he, you, and he just started talking. Oh yeah, and he started explaining, uh, you know, civics. Yeah. Indiana civics I, and I how was, the constitution I, is structured. Because, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes I, I, I think that's a part of my, our job that I really love. Mm-hmm. I love to go in because we don't all get to interact um, on a personal level with people who are in government, mm-hmm. who who are making decisions on our behalf. Yeah. And so I was really fascinated and excited to sit down with Nelson uh, when we when we lined up that interview, just because I knew... I had questions myself as as a resident of Allen County. Mm-hmm. I wanted to actually see, you know, we we like truth, we like facts. Yeah. I I want to know what your job is, kind of if I need to talk to you or how do I go about things, but you know, give me the details. Yeah. So it was really he's he's just a very genuine guy and I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, so here's a clip of him from the film, Nelson, talking about who he is and what he does. My name is uh, Nelson Peters, and I'm an Allen County Commissioner. As I, as I first got to know the Right to Life group in, in Allen County, um, I was running in a caucus for county council. And this was back in the 90s. And they would ask me at the time uh, what my position was regarding abortion. And while I have always been pro-life, what crept into my mind was, what does that have to do with the county council or anything that the county council would ever deal with? They explained to me back then that you one day may be in a position where you can actually positively affect what's happening in the pro-life arena. And I wasn't really sure at the time what they were talking about. So you fast forward uh, to about 2008 as I, as I began to know Kathy a lot better. And she said, you know, would you ever consider uh, sponsoring an ordinance uh, through the county to, to help deal with pro-life issues? And we talked about a little, I mean, I told her yes, but we talked about it a little bit further, had absolutely no idea what it might look like, uh, and then frankly hadn't hadn't thought about it a lot longer. Okay, so I so enjoyed this conversation because I think a lot of us, uh, especially right now, like right now we're in a, in a political cycle, and... We are having all of these things are being thrown at us. And Mm -hmm. one thing that often comes out in our county is the voter's guide through the Right to Life Northeast Indiana. Mm -hmm. So and it shares everybody's stance on life. And I think one of the things that's so fascinating is um, they have done this for years, many, many years. And the people who refuse to participate because they say that it, you know, what like he said in that clip. The first thing that crept into his mind is what does that have to do with the the city council? Mm-hmm. And I think so many people asked that question, but as he followed it up and he answered it and he explained why, it is so very critically important mm-hmm. that people understand why they need to vote their conscience, vote pro-life. It matters. 
at all levels of government, it matters. We are not just talking about the presidency. We are talking about your local elected officials. Yeah. It, it, uh, when people start, people don't just magically appear in high-ranking offices. No. They have a track record. They've yep. gotten there somehow. And at these you know, local, county, state-level offices is where you can, you as the individual, as the citizen, can vet these people. Mm-hmm. And, and can, have, I, can yeah. I just say, just for a second, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is why it's so critically important that we have our right to life organizations yeah. in our communities, because these are the people who are going forward and trying and tracking down the answers to all of these elected officials and doing the background and, and the research as to their track records. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are elected officials. They work for us. They, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that doesn't. Uh, if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. I mm-hmm. mean, they do owe you an explanation. That's mm-hmm. that's the job that they're taking on. They mm-hmm. they are to be transparent with you, the voter. You're the boss. Um, as you said in the film, if you can't get life right, what else can't you get right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amazing the the people, you know, even here in Allen County, that that year after year they refuse to answer these questions. And as I've interacted with some of them, I know why. It's because they, they're not really pro-life. <laughs> they're sort of conservative, but, you know, just as individuals, they're not really people that you're going to have a lot in common with. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so Nelson, of course, he was more than willing to help out. And um, so along this path then the 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 what's called the patient safety ordinance was introduced and to to shorten up what's a what's a lengthy process this t- took like 2 years mm-hmm. it was introduced and it was it was to cover not just abortionists but all itinerant physicians so mm-hmm. this could include lasik surgery it could include Liposuction, Liposuction. Mm -hmm. and basically saying this is to to boil it all down, the patient safety ordinance in Allen County, which then became the model for the state of Indiana, which then eventually was used to shut down George Klopfer, Mm -hmm. who incidentally murdered at least 30,000 children, injured and maimed hundreds of women beyond there that. were thousands of complaints against this thousand, man. yeah that's true there were over a thousand just in the the years leading up to his shutdown right okay so all of that this ordinance was this is where this all started where they were able to put the framework in place to shut him down and all that was in this that they were asking for was backup physician you know who do we call if there's a problem Mm-hmm. So, um, here's let's listen to Nelson then talking about um, the process. Okay. In the meantime, uh, there were itinerant physicians who were coming into Allen County who may perform, uh, amongst other things, liposuction, LASIK surgery, and, and abortions. Uh, and what I was learning is that they were just coming to our community uh, enough to collect a paycheck and leave while leaving the patient on the table with some uh, deformity, uh, some type of issue that 
it would take a long time for the patient to recover from. So what I refer to is the patient safety ordinance, as it became known, um, originally was constructed with the notion that we had to eliminate the, the butchery of itinerant physicians who were coming to Allen County and leaving patients in, in such a bad way with no real way to, to fend for themselves. So what it really called for to make that happen was uh, a backup physician for anybody who, who was coming in to Allen County to perform a surgery who wasn't registered under one of the hospitals, licensed through either Parkview or Lutheran at the time, they had to sign up a backup physician so that that patient that I talked about before who may have some ailment after the procedure um, had a backup person that they could call because they truly ran the risk of never seeing that itinerant physician again. And in fact, that's that's what was happening. You know, Klopfer had no intention of treating any of these women after the fact. Oh, yeah. He did not care. Nope. It was not his problem anymore. The deal indeed was done. Right. The deed's done, and he would just tell them, if you have any problems, go to the emergency room. Go to the emergency room, room. Yeah. That was his. That was his way out. 42 drafts it took to get past, to, to get this to a point where it would pass, and then there was a, a, a 43rd draft at the very end. So 43 drafts. Think about redrafting something 43 times. Over a two-year period. Over a two-year period. Mm -hmm. uh, Nelson said there were, what, over 500 people that gave right. input into right. this? I mean, so... Massive community effort. Yeah, so to 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 see people try to label something like this as something that was just rammed through or, you know, this <laughs> right. secret cabal by the pro-life people. Oh, those pro-life no, people. This was very public. It was very debated. Uh -huh. and Several uh, hearings. Yeah. Oh, for years. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was finally passed unanimously mm -hmm. by the three commissioners. Which set the precedent for the state. Which set the precedent for the state. It also set the precedent for the lawsuit that would come very soon after, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about next week, mm -hmm. as we also talk about Kathy Humbarger, tireless pro-life warrior. Yes, love her. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about and introduce people to our local pro-life community, mm -hmm. you know, and our leaders. Because, listen, the only way things are going to change is if we have those people on the front lines working tirelessly on our behalf as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we give our time. That's why we give our treasure. That's why we give our talent to help support these pro-life organizations. They need our help. They need your help and they need your support. And, you know, they do the things that we are not willing or able to do. Right. We need those people who are going to be in there full time doing this. Yep. That's why we support them. Yep. So you guys, as we close out today, well, I did want to mention before we go that we will be keynote speakers at mm -hmm. the Lake County Right to Life Banquet um, here September 3rd. So if any of you are in the area or want to go. <laughs> I, don't think there's, I don't think there's tickets left. Oh, that's right. And, it's not, that and it has nothing the, to do with us. No, either. It's, no, <laughs> no it's the, the pandemic. They had, to, they had to lessen their 
attendance. Yeah. Um, but, but we we will have the audio and, yeah. and video of it. But yeah. But if you could just remember us in our in your prayers, uh, we would be grateful and appreciative of that as we move forward and to share this story even more with mm-hmm. others around the state. Um, so we just we thank you for joining us. Tune in next week as we discuss Chapter Eleven. Kathy Humbarger, tireless pro-life warrior. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. This podcast and ministry is 100% donor funded. If you'd like to partner with us and share in the mission, visit fearlessfeatures.org. Also visit inwooddrivemovie.com to learn more about our documentary film and companion book that we were discussing today. And I will also leave download links for you to the pandemic film on on the blog from the, from this <laughs> podcast because it's also a very important film to watch. Yes, it is. I would never, we would never endorse or share if it weren't important, and it is very important. Yeah, it's been vetted by us. That's right. So, as always, have a wonderfully blessed day and live with passion, friends.